Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenland Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Welcome back to Storyteller Station. I'm so glad you're here. And I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. I have had a wonderful day today. I had the whole day with my husband, and that was just really great. My parents have kindly taken the four children and are enjoying some quality grandchild Mimi Papa time. And so as a result, my husband and I were able to enjoy some time together. And we did something fun. So I'm a mental health therapist. And one thing that I always recommend to couples particularly is to go online and take the love languages quiz. And the idea behind the love languages, if you've never heard of it, the idea behind this is that we all give and receive love in different ways. So I may express love through my words and someone else may express love through acts of service. So for instance, I would, I would kind of peg my dad to be an acts of service kind of guy because he's the one who will always make sure that the sidewalk is shoveled, that the car is warmed up so that no one has to go out to the car in the cold. Or he'll make sure that all of the dishes are done before the meal is even finished so that no one will have to do them. And I think that that's his way of just showing love to my mom and to whomever. So I I think that we, if someone's speaking acts of service love language and another person needs the words, um, sometimes the wires can get crossed. And that's why it's very beneficial for especially couples to take the love languages quiz and see, okay, here I've been trying to communicate love to you and you've been trying to communicate love to me. We just haven't been speaking the same language. So it often will shed a really enormous light on a situation and improve improve the situation. Anyway, my husband and I took the love languages quiz this weekend together and we were both really surprised. Well, at least I was. I had him totally pegged for an acts of service kind of guy, Um, but as it turned out, we were both, we were both quality time. So thank you, Mimi and Papa, for giving us this quality time that we could spend together, and it really has been not only refreshing slash relaxing, but just really a great time for the two of us to spend together, so... I encourage you, if you're interested, if you've never heard of the love languages, 
go to the Love Languages quiz. I think it's just simply lovelanguagequiz.com and um, check it out. It is very enlightening. As for today, it is a solo show. So you get to listen to me for about 15, 20 minutes, maybe. <laughs> Lucky you. And hey, if you don't want to listen to me, that's okay. You can uh, totally, you know, turn the channel, switch this thing off, whatever you've got to do. <laughs> but otherwise, I'll be happy to chat with you for a little bit. I wanted to tell you, and this will be in the show notes on my website, sarahfenlandfalk.com. I was, I, I think I flipped out, this is before I even started this podcast, Storyteller Station, or maybe I was one or two episodes into it, but I totally flipped out when I was accepted because I applied and was accepted to be a participant on the Ask Pat 2.0 podcast. And it, for those of you who don't know, Pat Flynn is an entrepreneur. He has written a couple books and he is very inspiring and very generous and very kind. And he has two separate podcasts. And so I was on Ask Pat 2.0 and it was a coaching call with Pat. And he kind of helped me think through some things. I was just feeling really overwhelmed with all of like the book stuff, fiction and nonfiction, and just, you know, being an entrepreneur in another sense with my counseling practice and trying to keep that business going and just, just trying to keep all the things together, like all of the the balls in the air, so to speak, just all the things we juggle. And he was really helpful and encouraging in the way that he kind of talked me through it and basically just, you know, reminded me, listen, start, keep it simple and start where you're at. You just start with what you know, and you don't try to be too fancy. You just have to go slow and, and yeah, keep it simple. And that was really helpful because I think I kind of, I go into things kind of like go big or go home and it's and it it doesn't have to be that way and I think that that sometimes it kind of breeds unrealistic expectations if you have that mindset and I don't think that that's helpful because then when you don't see the big results then you're discouraged more easily. So I've just decided to yeah, take that step back and listen, listen to that advice and take one step at a time and try to keep it simple. But I just encourage you to go to that, to that podcast, Ask Pat 2.0. And it was live last week. The title was, how do I progress when there's so much to do? (laughs) So that's the title of the podcast episode. How do I progress when there's so much to do? And that was Ask Pat 2.0. But again, check for the sh- on the show notes on my website and you'll have a link for that. In other news, tomorrow is my Saturday. Saturday the 22nd is my three-year breast cancer-free anniversary. And for the month of June which is all about anniversaries for me. 
bone cancer-free, breast cancer-free, and happily married for 13 years this, this month. So this is the month of anniversaries for me, and I am giving away the ebook version of Finding Myself Facing Cancer. You can find that link on my website. And if you would like to receive all kinds of updates and know when there's going to be goodies available for you, please feel free to join Storyteller Nation. You can do that on my website, sarahfenlandfalk.com, and I will email you all the good stuff. I email only about once or twice a month, so it's not it's not like I'm going to flood your inbox with a bunch of stuff, but when I have something that I give away and think you might be interested, then I most definitely will send you something. So if that sounds like a great deal, then go to sarahfenlandfalk.com and sign on up. So today I would like to share a little something that I wrote in December of 2015. And this was toward the end of the really hard hitting chemo. And I was yet to have some surgeries, but really kind of surprised at this point by what I was struggling with. And since this struggle comes up periodically in the breast cancer survivor life experience, I thought it would be really interesting to share this with you today. And it just kind of puts me back in in the mindset of all that I've been through. And as I'm celebrating life and health and just remembering kind of what I've been through, it's just, it's a good reminder. So I hope that you find it encouraging. And for more information, and again, to get Finding Myself Facing Cancer free to you or to give away to a friend, you can go to sarahfenlandfalk.com and get the ebook version for free. My gift to you. Okay, so without further ado, I'd like to read this to you now. December 29th, 2015. I never thought this would be the struggle. At this point in the breast cancer experience, after all the diagnostic testing, subsequent diagnosis, decision-making regarding treatment, subsequent chemotherapy treatment, sickness, weight loss, weight gain, time off work, working while unwell, time in bed, decision-making regarding surgeries, subsequent surgeries, family upheaval, countless doctor appointments, laughter, and tears, that this would be the struggle kind of baffles me. I was talking to my friend Amanda the other day. She also happens to be a fellow breast cancer survivor. We were discussing how shut off we were emotionally to be able to handle and manage almost a full year of doctor's appointments, treatments, illness, etc., now that we're no longer in the thick of things and have some headspace and time to devote to feelings, those feelings we have pent up for months seem overwhelming to us. The dam has broken and has flooded my mental space, my emotions, my very soul. Torrents of emotions are not the only seas to navigate, but this new body as well. 
After so many physical changes over the past several months, I feel like an alien in my own body. Amanda said that if she hears that she just, quote, needs time to get used to the new normal, quote, one more time, she may lose it. I get that. And I had to laugh because I've used that very statement in sessions with my clients. I've used that statement with family members and caregivers of patients and in personal pep talks. Here's the thing about the new normal. It's strange. It's all foreign. I happened to like the old body I had. It wasn't picture perfect, but it was all mine. I knew it well and over time had cultivated a very healthy and appreciative relationship with it. Every bit of it. And now I struggle with self-hate. It, it may sound extreme, but I have to be honest. My task right now is to constantly remind myself that this body did not ask for cancer. It did not ask for surgery or changes. This body is still my body, just in different feeling and form. It will take time to develop a relationship with this new body. In the process, it will do no good to deny the feelings I'm experiencing. So I must learn to acknowledge the pain of my emotions as well as the pain I'm experiencing in my body to nurture my body while caring for my emotional self. While they may seem to be in conflict, the work will be to assimilate, to blend body and spirit. They seem to be at odds right now. However, I remind myself that I do not, quote, hate this body. This body has survived a number of traumatic events in 2015. This body has carried me through. I want to nurture and care for this frame I've been gifted with. It is glorious. I want to acknowledge all that I feel in my spirit at this time as well. The grief, the anger, the confusion. In doing so, I hope to rally both body and spirit to the same purpose, to heal. I never thought that this would be the struggle at this point. I'm thankful for every new day, each moment, to be with my family, to watch my children grow. However, I do feel the expectation is that I would be giddy with excitement over being, quote, done. But I need you to know, I am not done. In some ways, the most difficult piece of healing is beginning now. I can handle tasks and to-dos much better than I can handle inner conflict, insecurity, and sadness. This time of reconstruction is about much more than my breasts. I'm learning to love and accept myself again the way I look and feel now. I'm sorting through the events and emotions of the last several months. It is a busy time internally and will require time and space. I'm grateful for the support, prayers, words of encouragement, and for every single person in my life. Because you are in my life, you need to know I'm not done. I'm just beginning.
So that's that's not the end of the story, of course, but that was nearing the end of the era of chemotherapy. Technically, I finished all of my treatments on June 22nd, 2016, and that's why I celebrate my anniversary on that day of my final treatment. So that's how I choose to mark my my anniversary. Some people like to celebrate like from the first day that they were diagnosed. They use that as kind of the day that they track and then they they use that as their anniversary. But even when I had bone cancer in 9192, we uh we always marked the day of my final chemo as the as the anniversary date. So that is what I continue to use for that date as well. And now you know that when a person is done with treatment and you wonder why they're not super giddy with excitement and joy, that there's just so much more to the cancer experience even beyond the treatment that that sometimes it it it, it you're thankful but you're not necessarily happy, if that makes sense. There's just a lot that you're processing. And once you're diagnosed with cancer, cancer is forever a part of your life. And it, that's not said to be dramatic, but it's just, it, it's said to be realistic, that it's forever a part of your life. And, you know, depending on what's happening in your life and what what the cancer was and how it's impacted your physical being and etc. There's just so much to think about, to deal with, to manage, and and you kind of just you don't ever forget about it, but things do tend to get easier in some respects. So I hope that that's helpful and maybe even if you have a friend or a family member who has cancer and you're kind of wondering about, yeah, why, I always wondered why this, hopefully now this sheds a little bit of light on it for you. So my friends, I'm so glad that you stopped by Storyteller Station again and and as I said before, I sure hope that this this was encouraging, enlightening, because that's that's why we tell stories, and that's why I encourage you to tell stories, is because sometimes our story is what another person needs to hear. And I saw, oh man, I saw a great quote, and I'm going to look it up for you right this minute while we're talking, because I didn't prepare to share this with you. But on, I was on Facebook today. Okay, I got to get to my thing because I totally shared it. Where is it? It was a meme and it said, okay, here it is. And it doesn't give anyone credit for this statement, but I love it. It says, one day you will tell your story of how you've overcome what you're going through right now and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. Oh my word, you guys. This is why I encourage you to tell your story, to share it, 
And I truly believe, and I know from experience that telling your story can bring healing. It's empowering. So I hope that you feel encouraged and inspired and even empowered to share your story and to to just be creative, to share your creativity. I don't think it's just about talking. I don't think it's just about writing. I think some people tell stories through art. Some people tell stories through photography. Um, I just saw a, a visual storyteller on Facebook who takes pictures of his hometown with a drone. And I'm just like, that's awesome. You're, it's great. And I, I just, I just love it to see people, how people choose to express themselves and to just be inspired. And so I just, I just hope and pray that you are inspired this week. That's really, really what I hope for you. So my friends, if you are interested in listening to the podcast that I was featured, well, I shouldn't say I was featured on. I was interviewed for a podcast, Ask Pat 2.0. Please check out the show notes from today on sarahfenlandfalk.com. You can leave me a message there as well. Also know you can leave a message for me anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Go ahead and leave me a comment on Storyteller Nation Facebook group. You can join the group. You can share your story or connect with others. And if you like this podcast and think I'm creating something great here, please consider going to iTunes and leaving an honest review of this podcast. I always welcome honest reviews of my books on Amazon as well. Thanks so much for checking in today, and I look forward to meeting with you again soon, my friends. Until then, create something great.